inch by inch, row by row, gonna make this garden grow. I beg your pardon, I never promised you a rose garden, along with the sunshine, there's gotta be a little rain sometime, sugar. News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. It's the Pensacola Expert Panel. It's time for the Garden Line with your host, Mike Wiggins. Get your questions into the show, 437-1620. Mike Wiggins, how you doing this morning, buddy? Man, I am doing great. Hey, Jake. Yes. It is one of the world's most gorgeous days I'm telling out you. there. I'm telling you right yes. now. It is cool this morning. It's going to be mild this afternoon. Full, blaring sun. And then look ahead to, I guess it's probably Friday, where we're going to be in the 70s with mm. sunshine. So, Jake, it's time to wax your surfboard. Get oh, your I know. flip-flops out. I've been waiting. You know, and let's go. Yes. <laughs> let's go. I'll tell you right now, the beach is calling. This is a great time of the year, of course, for, I think, to, to go over to the beach. When you have a week like this, mm-hmm. you, you don't um, – not, you know, we love our tourists. Oh, yeah. But right now, we don't have that many of them. Yeah, they're and not so here. So you've kind of got the beach to yourself. Oh, and yes. it's just a, a glorious time of the year. And, of course, what we do here on the Guard Line is say it's a great time here in February to start our planning and get those beds ready because before you know it, it'll be time to put in some annuals and some vegetable plants and. Um, some perennials and do that type of thing, but we probably need to get ready. And one thing we need to do, of course, is kind of clean out some of the um, old plants that um, just have had their better day um, and get down to bare dirt, put in a little bit of peat moss, maybe a little organic material in there, some mushroom compost, that type of thing. Turn it all under, turn it all under, rake it smooth, and then you will be ready as we get into March, late March, even early April, and we can start planting what we want to plant and not have the um, fear, if you will, of um, cold, frost, freeze, that type of thing. But for now, um, it's a great time to get outside and just, if nothing else, just get out there, get a little exercise, um, work in the yard just a little bit, and, and go for it. So. We can use a lot of this kind of weather, no doubt about it. So, anyway, we got some things to talk about today, and we hope we'll get some folks give us a call, give us a text, and I think we've got somebody on the phone. Yes, we have David from Pensacola with a question for Mike Wiggins on the David. Garden Line. Hey, David, David what's hey. your question this morning? Hey, good morning. Um, yeah, my question is uh, my wife and I love avocados, uh, but uh, Florida avocados have a very unique texture and taste to them compared to Haas avocados. I'm wondering if this region will support planting Haas avocados. I don't believe it's going to, to be quite frank with you. I think a lot of people will try to grow an avocado. Sometimes they do it just for fun, just to watch the plant grow. But really, insofar as a crop for us to grow here in Pensacola, it's just not for us. So... Um, I wish it were because I'm with you. I and we enjoy them at our house also, but we figure we let Publix grow them. <laughs> and I wish we could. Um, but let me tell you something. It never hurts to try. You never know what's going to work for you. So I wouldn't hesitate to give it a shot and see what happens, but I'm not that optimistic. Mm. Yeah, the Florida avocados just are, are just completely different. They don't really taste uh same as the Haas avocados. Right, exactly. Yeah, and those Haas avocados are the ones you buy in the grocery store, of course. Mm -hmm. Um, What What do you do with them, David? You you make a little guacamole. What do you do with them? Oh, absolutely. Throw a little of uh, jalapeno juice, uh, chopped jalapenos, some cilantro. uh, You know, a little bit of lemon juice, and it comes out beautiful. Nice. Mm. Sounds beautiful. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting hungry, guys. <laughs> I am too. Wow. All right, David. Yeah, David, you. if you want to drop a um yeah. a 55 gallon drum of that stuff by the studio, <laughs> yeah. Jake and I will be happy. Yeah, to, we're on Plantation Road, uh, right out here behind uh, University <laughs> Mall. Come on by, David. Exactly. Thank you for listening. Okay, David. Thank you very much. We yeah. appreciate you calling us. We really do. Yeah. All right. 
So, if you have questions, let us know. 437-1620. You can call or text. It's yeah. the Garden Line with Mike Wiggins, Pensacola's yeah. Yeah. Sheila Dunning panel. is a county extension agent who writes a lot of horticultural emails here on the northern Gulf Coast. And she wrote one talking, take care of plants inside. And um, she, she headlines, first sentence of her email is, that winter is the easiest time of the year to kill the plants you brought in for the winter. She says if you take in the um, conditions like lower light levels and dry air and shorter days and chilly temperatures, really, can, they can really stress out plants, which makes the plants more susceptible to insect and disease, and then the pests uh, finish them off. So she says there's some secrets here many of which we know already as gardeners and people who are interested in gardening and have had to bring plants in and out and in and out with the weather. We know a lot of this, but I think it's fun to kind of see what Sheila had to say. She, of course, says insofar as light is concerned, um, in the winter, as we all know, the sun is lower in the sky and light levels near windows drop to 50%. I've never heard that particular stat, but... um, the light falls to 50%. So houseplants that grow outside during the year near a, in, a, in a lot of sun or in a house where we have a sunny eastern and northern window may need a southern or western exposure in the winter. So you may need to move some plants around in your house. And some plants, and this is one of my favorite plants, but, boy, it is really tricky sometimes, is a, a ficus benjamina which is a weeping fig, if you will, just a standard house plant or a plant that we use um, put on our patio during the summer. Um, boy, you can move it from point A and move it over about 12 inches to point B, and boom, it'll lose its leaves just like that. So you have to be sure you put that plant into as much sun as you can in, in your home. Um, some plants are going to lose their leaves, and that's what will happen sometimes to the ficus benjamina. It'll lose its leaves, but it'll put new leaves back on there. But keep in mind, when you move it back outside, those leaves have now become accustomed to the, a little bit of lower light inside, and so take them out gradually and gradually put them into the sun. So here's what Sheila says to do about light. Move plants closer to windows. Well, that makes, that makes sense. Okay, now, Jake, here's one. I don't know about this one. You ready? Sheila says, clean your windows to allow maximum light transmission. Now, cleaning window is not what we buy into if we're going to be good gardeners. Right. But <laughs> so, it makes sense. But, yeah. you know, it makes sense. It's kind of interesting. Um, shift plants to new locations to brighter windows is what she says. This is interesting, too. Wash the dust off your plants hmm. so the leaves can make maximum use of the available light. And then, if you can, use um, artificial lights. Fluorescent um, lights provide adequate light. Hmm. Um, now, that's not easy for some people to do. They might have a little section where they can put in a fluorescent light and that type of thing. Mm-hmm. may not be practical, but that's some of the things that she says. So that's where she goes with the light. One thing that um, we need to talk about on some of these leaves real quick before we take our break mm-hmm. is don't forget now, if a leaf gets on the tips of the leaf gets brown or the outer perimeter gets brown, that generally is an environmental problem and not a bug or disease problem. So you need to react accordingly. It probably, this time of year, means it's not getting enough light. But keep in mind that if that browning is inside the leaf, that's a different story. Right. We're about to hear uh, from our good uh, sponsor here, Blue Sky Landscaping. Coming up, uh, we've got Gary on the line from Pensacola. We'll get to his question concerning weed removal, uh, and uh, we'll have a lot more for you. Stay tuned. We've got a whole hour with Mike Wiggins. It's the Garden Line on Pensacola's expert panel, News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Don't go anywhere. Finding a landscaper that will actually call you back? Check! Finding one that offers high-end designs complemented with 3D walkthrough designs and 2D renderings? Check! 
finding a great landscaper that can also execute beautiful landscape and hardscape designs? Check! Finding one that knows how to erect outdoor pergolas, fences, patios, and kitchens? Check! Finding the right landscaper that also offers irrigation services? Check! Hi, this is Lindsay with Blue Sky Landscapes. Call us today for a free quote and check out our work at blueskypensacola.com. Let's be honest, nobody likes taxes, but they are necessary to maintain roads, support schools, and fund public services. Wouldn't it be great if someone else paid our taxes? In Escambia County, they do. Our beautiful community draws millions of visitors who spend over a billion dollars each year. The taxes they pay help lower the tax burden for locals. Tourism works for all residents and businesses in Escambia County. This message brought to you by Visit Pensacola. We are lions. We bring hope where it's needed. We are a global force for good. Support causes that matter. Change lives, change communities, change the world. We can do more together than we can alone. Join in, experience the joy of serving. Be part of the movement, give back. Let's unite the world for good. We are lions. You can be too. Visit weserve.org. Serving overseas was just the beginning. We might be home from war, but our mission continues in communities all across the country. It's why we're out there in times of peace and crisis, providing meals to the hungry and supplies to the sick. It's why we're giving strength to those who are too weak and bringing resources to those without them. Service doesn't stop when we're done serving. It's what makes us the VFW. Learn more at vfw.org. Pensacola Morning News with Andrew McKay. Mornings before pep talk on News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. It's the Pensacola Expert Panel Garden Line with your host, Mike Wiggins. Get your questions in before it's too late, 437-1620. We have Gary on the line from Pensacola. What's your question this morning for Mike Wiggins? Hello, good morning, gentlemen. How are y'all today? Morning, Gary. How are you? Beautiful day, isn't it? I'm doing fine. Yes, sir. It's absolutely beautiful. I'm going to be working in the garden a little bit. This oh, okay. I love it. Good for you. Um, I'm going to try to I'm trying to get ahead of it this year. Um, um, I've only been gardening for about four years. I've got almost a third of an acre that I plow. And um, wow. I planned four years ago. Had a great year for my first year. Bushels of corn, beans, just everything. Um, the second year, uh, well, I had a weed problem the first year. Second year, um, same uh, same output, uh, good yield on, on what I planted. Weeds were a worse problem. I didn't plant last year just because of uh, time constraints, but this year I want to go at it again, and I want to get ahead of it. But I'm never going to be a happy gardener unless I can figure out how to tame the weeds and just take up all of my time. That's a tough one. What is a good way to start before I plant? What is the best thing I can put in there to help maybe some type of pre-emergence that's safe for the vegetables and for my family? Well, It's hard to find a good pre-emergence that's going to, work on on your vegetables hey there are some i think to, that are used agriculturally but insofar as a home gardener insofar as finding something that really works to keep the weeds out because what you've done is you've turned your soil you've gonna water it you fertilize it and that is just a recipe for for weeds to to grow I think Absolutely. you've just got to obviously you've got to start right you've got to get all the weeds out of there Get it level, flat, keep it moist, put in a little bit of, of uh, organic material, which, I mean, you know all this because uh, you've obviously been very successful with it. But I wish I could give you better advice on the weeds other than stay ahead of them if you can. Start out good. Right. Start out with no weeds. And, of course, you're just going to have to go out there and um, between the rows try to get as much of those weeds up as you can you can spray some chemicals, but I'm not going to sit here and recommend one to you because, I'm, one, number one, I'm not sure they work that well. And number two, I think we have um, the environment and the fact that we're dealing with edible crops to deal with that. So right. I think um, well, Mike, the manual approach is going to be the best. 
Okay. A couple of people have been telling me that once you plow, plow early, and you know how within about a few days you have a complete coverage of all the weeds, you know, the, of course, that you dug up and they're starting to right, plant. Right, right. Um, using flame, using heat and flame, you know, like one of the portable torches that you carry and burn sure. brush. Oh, yeah. What, what would you think about that, that that will not harm the soil or remove nutrients or vitamins from the no, soil by no. burning that first? No, I, I, I don't okay. think you're going to get much more organic than that. <laughs> I really don't. It's so funny. I am... Um, People have asked me about using the flames to kill weeds in their yard. And I say, that's fine, but if you don't watch out, you'll probably burn down your garage, and you, you don't really <laughs> want, want that to happen. No, I think if you can get a, get by with that, that would be okay. I, I don't see a problem with well, that. Well, I'd be, I'm going to be well, quite honest with you, it. though. I as, as much as I've dealt with people who have grown vegetable gardens, I've never known anybody to do that um, for a vegetable garden. If you well, do it, you, know you, how it works, you have got to let us know how it works. It'll kill them. I certainly will. I, I, but I would try I it. A week ago, and I plowed a week ago, and today when I drove by, I noticed that I'm starting to get that fine layer of green across. Sure. The top. Oh, there's no question about it. And you wait till wait till you get this 70 degree weather in here too. I mean, they're going to come roaring yes, up. It's just amazing. Yes, but yeah, well, I I love the idea. Here, so the weeds grew. The weeds grew real bad over last year, sure. so I've got all the seeds sure. from all the weeds in, in the dirt. So I'm going to try the plain thing, and I will let y'all know. I wish but I, I'm okay. kind of leery about any type of chemicals I use. Well, and I and so I agree far. with that. I, I agree. You know, we've got to, you know, be smart and use the right products. And even though you can find some products that are labeled to do what you want to do, I, you know, I'm a little leery of some of that. But... Insofar so as the flame is concerned, the beginning. yeah, um, you might want to do this, um, depending on when you're going to plant, um, you might give it one more good run through with your tiller, rake it out, yes. try to get it down to bare dirt. Then as soon as those weeds are back up, which they're going to come back up, we know that, um, then hit it with your fire. There you go. Just, okay. That's just a thought. Gotcha. I'm going to try that. All right. I've got the portable torch, and um, it wouldn't take me 20 minutes to walk the entire area and, um, and burn <laughs> well, the top well, off. So you I have, think I'm going to try that. You have right. got to let us know. Yeah, let that's, us know, that's, Gary. That's, thank that's you so much. Cool. Yeah, thank you so much for your question. 437-1620. we got some texts rolling in. Uh, before we get to our next break, uh, Carolyn wanted to know, uh, when do we plant seeds indoors for our gardens? Well, I think you could probably start almost right now. Yeah, almost right now. Sure. Um, and, and there are all kind of ways to do it. I say all kind of ways to do it. Um, get you a nice seed tray, you know, like a little plastic tray you, you, when you buy plants. Um, I like to use um, some of the peat cups so you can plant the cup and everything. You've got to buy some seed starter soil. I think the other day we talked about that, and I said I really haven't seen that in the marketplace very much but just after i said that i was at one of the big box stores and there they were on the shelf was a bag of the seed starter soil which makes it a real light soil because that's that's what you want and then you know go ahead and start your seed you know you know how to do it some people will put a um, a cover on it most people don't i've had people put a kind of a heating pad underneath it to help with the germination and the temperature and then when we're finished with the last freeze, last frost, which, my goodness, should be, let's, let's say around April 1st, let's hope. That's, you know, that's about the last chance of anything drastic happening. Then we can plant. Or what you can do is you get them in the cups and you get the plants, they germinate, and they come up so big, you could always transplant them to a larger pot even before you put them in the ground. So it's a fun thing to do. I always said starting seeds indoors and then get them outside and having a production come from that is a great grandfather, grandmother activity mm. with, with a child. Right. Yeah, so definitely. kind of sees where their food comes from and they watch it grow and they start from the seed. And, you know, you start with a tomato plant seed and, um, and end up with a tomato. It's a great lesson, if you will. Right. Yeah. And, um, and it's, it's fun to do. Something so, really tangible for them to learn from. Yeah. No doubt about it. Yeah. I think you can pretty well start 
I'm starting those seeds indoors. Awesome. I do. All right. We have another listener real quick before the break. Um, they just wanted to brag on Mike for a minute. All five of their Arbor Day Foundation bare root cuttings for fruit trees have survived the winter and are doing well. Looking forward to spring and many more garden line shows with Mike and yours truly, Jake Walker. We got more texts rolling in. Give us a what call. A nice text. I know, you know right? We have I mean, the best. We have listeners. got some of the greatest listeners ever, Jake. Really, we do, and um, we appreciate the compliment. And I'm yes. glad everything's everything's um, working for you. That's just great. Yeah, we'll be right back. We got another great sponsor. We're about to hear about Barnes Feed Store. We'll be right back with the Garden Line on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Spring is right around the corner, and it's time to get your favorite weekend activities underway. It all starts with a stop at Barnes Feed Store. Now is the time to get your hands dirty planting all your favorite flowers and vegetables in the garden. What are you growing this year? Barnes Feed Store has been helping gardens grow better for generations. You'll be sure to have the best smelling backyard, too, while grilling those burgers on your big green egg. Now you can get the big green egg and all its accessories at Barnes Feed Store. Get your gardening, grilling, pet supplies, and so much more at Barnes Feed Store in Ensley on Old Palafox. As she stared at me through the window, I realized the time we spent in the backyard on her trailer just wasn't fulfilling. We used to have so much fun on the water. I just couldn't crank her up. But Key Marine did. Fun days on the bay are back. And my Yamaha outboard runs better than ever. Key Marine gets the work done and lets you handle the fun. Key Marine, your Yamaha outboard dealer on Bower Road in Pensacola. Google Key Marine or find them on Facebook. Join Micah Rockwell, the owner of the new Fleet Feet Pensacola, tomorrow at 9 a.m. on the Pensacola Expert Panel. His guests will be Dr. Grace, a podiatrist, to talk about preventative care, insoles, general foot care for diabetics, and arthritis. Other topics include Fleet Feet's shoe fitting process, Fit ID foot scanner, shoes for runners, walkers, comfort, pain relief, and more. The Pensacola Expert Panel on News Radio 92.3 and AM 1620. Text or call with your questions. 850-437-1620. Why was the basketball court all wet? Because the players kept dribbling on it. <laughs> the dad joke. Corny, groan-worthy, but also one of the simplest ways to share a moment with your kids. What did the buffalo say when he dropped his son off for school? Bye, son. <laughs> so take a moment to make your kid laugh, because dad jokes rule. Make your kid laugh today. Go to fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Guy Benson, keeping you informed of the news every day at 2, right after Mark Van Camp and Robbins on News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. But the music won't sound thrilling till we up and find the villain. Mutiny on the bandstand. All right, News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. It's the Garden Line with Mike Wiggins. We had Lisa from Milton text in. She planted tomato seeds and flower seeds two weeks ago. Tomatoes, basil, and petunia seeds are up. So congratulations, Lisa. Oh, Lisa. Lisa is a longtime listener of our show mm-hmm. and always gives us great texts. Lisa, we appreciate it. One question, Lisa, if you're by your computer and can send us a reply here. I'd love to know which tomato did you plant what seed what type of tomato because that's always a question that people want to know is which one should i plant because some are resistant to the wilt um some are resistant to disease and so um it's interesting which one you might have chosen to, to start from seed so let us know that that's that's great and of course herbs this is something else i was going to talk about maybe we may not even get to it today but um, we've got a note from Larry Williams, who's another county agent guy, telling us his favorite three herbs to grow. And basil was one of them. So, Lisa, good for you. Congratulations. Yes. And um, let us know what tomato you're planting. All right. Let us know what you're thinking about. 437-1620. Get your questions in before it's too late. We've got more texts coming up after the break. Don't go anywhere. Stay tuned for Fox News. We'll be right back with The Garden Line with Mike Wiggins. Fox News. I'm Chris Foster. Russian opposition leader Alexei Navalny's mother is asking for his body. Standing in the snow outside the Polar Wolf prison, Ludmila Navalnaya with an appeal to the president. I'm addressing you, Vladimir Putin. The solution to the issue depends only on you. Let me finally see my son. 
Alexei Navalny died on Friday. His widow Yulia, who's promised to carry on his work opposing President Putin, believes he was poisoned. Fox's Jonathan Savage, the man who shot and killed two police officers and a firefighter after a standoff in Burnsville, Minnesota Sunday, was legally banned from having firearms. He was later found dead inside the home. Court records show Gooden had lost his right to own a gun because of a 2007 felony assault conviction and unsuccessfully tried to have his rights restored in 2020. Fox's Tanya J. Power stocks, especially on the tech-heavy Nasdaq, are mostly lower this morning. America's listening to Fox News. Good morning, 931 at News Radio 92.3. I'm David Wayne, 53 degrees. That sun is shining in Pensacola today. Three people are facing charges for allegedly poaching deer in Escambia County. FWC officials say 28-year-old Timothy Moore, 30-year-old Amber Aceto, and 25-year-old Brendan Bell are all facing multiple charges in this case. Officers say they were called uh, when a resident heard a gunshot then found a wounded deer near their home. Officers say they found a wounded eight-point buck at that location when they responded. The residents gave officers a vehicle description. That led to the three suspects. Investigators believe the three had been poaching deer at night in the Walnut Hill area. Well, things are moving quickly, and we should be getting some more details soon about Santa Rosa County's effort to become the new home of Florida's biggest American flag. The uh, formal invitation to bid process was initiated on Friday of this past week. There's some geotech work that uh, will be conducted on Friday of this week, and then we anticipate having some hard costs for the board to discuss at the first regular meeting in March. And that yesterday during a committee meeting earlier this month, the Santa Rosa County Commissioners directed staff to solicit bids for a flagpole that would be at least 200 feet high and also the flag that would fly on it. Commissioner James Calkin says the response from citizens has been overwhelmingly positive. Let's get a look at our Channel 3 weather forecast this morning. A beautiful sunny day today with temperatures warming up near 65 degrees. Overnight tonight, temperatures dropping near 47. We will continue to warm up as we go into Wednesday with mostly sunny skies, high near 68. Wednesday night, temperatures dropping near 56. We could reach the 70s by Thursday with partly cloudy skies, 71 degrees for your high Thursday, 61 for your low. This is Brooke Richardson for the First Morning Weather Center. And right now we've got 53 degrees in Pensacola, 47 in Gulf Breeze, 47 in Milton. Our next news at 10. Breaking news anytime. I'm David Wayne. News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. I'm Nicole Murray with Your Money Now. A study by the Environmental Working Group says a pesticide linked to reproductive and developmental issues in animals has been found in oat-based foods sold across the country. Researchers are now concerned this chemical found in major brands, names including Cheerios and Quaker Oats, is also harmful to humans. Chlormaquat was detected in 80% of people tested in three geographical regions of the U.S. between 2017 and 2023. Fresenius Medical Care reported an increase in net profit for the fourth quarter after cost savings offset flat revenue. The German dialysis company said it pulled in over $202 million in profit, up from the $150 million in the same period a year before. For 2024, the company forecasted growth in revenue in the low to mid-single-digit percentage range and in operating profits in the mid-to-high teens. Stocks are slightly lower. The Dow Industrials down 44, the S&P 500 down 32. That's your money now. And now with a step back in the archives of Pensacola News, here's John Appleyard. February the 20th, 1880 from the Methodist Chapel, Tarragona at Intendencia Street in Pensacola. This is News Radio 1620. And now also on FM 92.3. Today your reporter was privileged to meet with Reverend C.B. DuBose to gain details of the exciting plans for his congregation. Reverend DuBose first outlined the history of this congregation, which he says began with the arrival of a missionary in 1821. The present chapel was rebuilt after fire destroyed the original one, which had been constructed way back in 1826. Now, because of congregational growth, a new church is needed. And for this, the church's stewards produced the chicken farm of a widow Collins on the corner of Palafox and Garden Streets. Plans have been drafted for construction of a brick church with a seating capacity of over 225. A pastorium also will be built facing Palafox. Reverend DuBose said that the Turner Construction Company will be the contractor 
contractor and that the pastor expects the move to be made early in 1882. This is John Appleyard for News Radio 1620. Ready for intelligent and thought-provoking conversation? Tune in to The Guy Benson Show on News Radio Pensacola. Weekdays from 2 till 4 p.m. on 92.3, 95.3, and AM 1620. Guy Benson, the brilliant and charismatic host, brings you a fresh perspective on the biggest stories of the day. Guy keeps you engaged and informed. Don't miss out on the intellectual thrill ride. Tune in to The Guy Benson Show on News Radio Pensacola from 2 till 4 p.m. It's the show that'll challenge your thinking and leave you wanting more on News Radio Pensacola. It's the Garden Line on News Radio 923, informative, local, dependable. Your host, Mike Wiggins, is in the studio. Get your questions in. Call or text 437 1620. I'm Jake Walker. So glad to be here with you this morning. Uh, Lisa from Milton actually texted us back and let us know that she, it was uh, sweet Campari tomatoes she actually bought them at the grocery store one day and thought "Mm, these are delicious i need to try to grow some of these and she did great job lisa lisa thanks for that i i have never grown a campari Mm -mm. tomato i i looked it up while we were um at the break here Mm -hmm. and a campari is um it's a little larger than a cherry tomato Mm. okay but not quite as big i've had those before yeah but but here's here's what you want to know jake Mm -hmm. about campari tomatoes they're popular in salads, right? Paired with mozzarella on a savory baguette. Oh yeah. Or as the base for a zesty gazpacho or bloody mary. Uh, bloody mary. Okay. Well, my wife, uh, now that you say that, she always uses the sweet camparis and she'll slice them pretty thin and she'll have those big chunks of mozzarella and then she'll drizzle all that with like a balsamic g- glaze. Oh. oh my goodness, I'm telling you. Are you going to bring her to the I, I, I need to. Garden line, she, I, she is amazing. I'm telling you, everything she does well, is, is magic. Sounds good. Um, um, all right. So, Lisa from Milton, thank you. Also have uh, another text, but go ahead. Yeah. yeah. Um, just real quick to, mm-hmm. to say, um, whoever is listening, say, you know, that doesn't sound bad. I might like to try some of those. But you may not have time. This is the listener I'm talking about. May not have time to start from seed mm-hmm. um, like, like Lisa did. Um, so... I always like to plant tomato plants if you can with from transplants. Mm-hmm. You find them in all the garden centers. Yeah. Um, come in little, usually little four inch cups, sometimes six inch. And so, um, be interesting to see if Campari is a tomato plant that's available in the marketplace. Um, insofar as a transplant is concerned. Always one last thing before we move on here, Jake. If you're going to buy transplants, Bonnie Plant Farm is one of the biggest growers of vegetable plants, I'm going to say in America. I may be wrong. Up in Union Springs, Alabama, they supply the Atlanta market, the Montgomery market, the Birmingham market, probably Nashville and all that. Anyway, in the southeast. Um, and if you see their logo on plants, you can generally be assured that it's good quality, it's been grown right, and um, it gives you kind of a leg up on your vegetable garden. So that's Bonnie Plant. Farm. Be interesting to see if they have Campari tomatoes. Lisa, mm. thanks for the conversation. Yes, that's Lisa. great. Um, all right. Um, the next text in line here. I think my hibiscus are dead from an early frost a few weeks back. How do I confirm they are dead? Should I cut the plant down at the base to look for life or something else? And if they are dead, what would be a good substitute to replace that hibiscus? Well, I'm in the same boat. Tell you what I did. Mine were just looked horrible. They looked absolutely like they would never come back. And if they did come back, they just weren't going to be quite as pretty as they were last summer. I pulled it out of the pot and threw it away, threw it in the trash. Now, you may not want to do that. And probably I, that's probably going against all my rules that I did that, but I'm being painfully honest. The hibiscus really did not like that 19-degree weather. But what you can do is do it just kind of scratch the bark. If you scratch the bark and it's brown, it's probably dead. If you scratch the bark and it's green, you may be okay. However, all the rules say, all the experts say, don't start pruning it back yet. Because if you pruned back, say, into that area where it's scratched green, and we had these, some of this beautiful weather we're having, 
and it started to put on a little new growth. And then in March, we go down to 19 again. It's going to kill that. So if you want to try to save that hibiscus, I wouldn't do anything right now. I'd wait till probably mid-March, then check to see what's alive and what's dead by scratching the bark. And you could probably cut into that good, into that good, what's not dead, um, then. But I wouldn't do it yet if you're going to try to save it. But I'll tell you right now, I love the hibiscus. I plant them every spring. It seems like every winter I lose the ones I have. Even when I wrap them and do all the things that we talk about here on the garden line, I've just had a horrible time keeping them alive. That and um, and some of my crotons have really taken a hit over the last couple of years. So, but don't give up. Don't give up, but wait. I think that's, that's the key. A little patience and then kind of scratch it to see what's green and what's brown and, and go from there and yes. prune from there. All right. Uh, Jan wants to know, uh, she thinks she missed it, but did we tell everybody when they should spray for dollar weed? She has a lot to get rid of. When should they spray for that? Well, there are a couple of things to talk about there. Um, number one, if you look at the date today, it is a perfect time to spray your pre-emergence. That really is important right now. So if you've got an area of your yard that's been prone to summer weeds, dollar weeds, for example, um, this is the time to do it. If you wait and those weeds, once again, with this pretty weather we're having, mm-hmm. start coming up, it's too late because um, that's why they call it pre-emergence. you kind of got to treat the lawn before the weeds emerge. Very important. It's not perfect. That's one of the problems. It's not perfect. And it will help some of the dollar weed also. But to go after the dollar weed that's already up and looking at you, if you will, you, you really kind of need to wait because then you would use a post-emergence and you really want to wait till the grass is almost out of its dormancy until you spray a post-emergence. If not, you can do some damage, which means probably into maybe March and even April before you do that. But the atrazine is a pre-emergence that might have some effect on that dollar weed, um, probably not as much as you would like, but that's the chemical you need to use right now, no doubt about it. All right. I don't mean to rush this along, but, man, we've got so many questions pouring in. 437-1620, get it in before it is too late. We have uh, Judy on the line in Pensacola. Judy, are you there with us? I am. Good morning, Mike. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Judy? Well, well I am doing great, and you've given us so, such great information, and you probably have covered this. But I do have a, a combination, like of St. Augustine and Southern Peak Grass. When is the best time at what fertilizer? I know they're dormant now. Should we make, wait a month, six weeks to get it going? And I do use the atrazine, and I know um, I probably won't see the weeds die off within the grass for a while. And uh, I read the bottle. It said I really shouldn't have done it when the lawn, the morning uh, temperature was below 30 degrees, but um, and it may take longer. But anyway... But that's my main question: is what fertilizer to put on the grass and when? Well, that, that's a great that's a great question that we all need need to talk about. If you've got a combination of centipede and Saint Augustine, there's one fertilizer that I really like, and that's the sixteen zero eight. Slow release, contains iron, contains other minor elements. It's a good granular. And that's what I would use. Now, this is where the word patience really comes in. It's a 16, 16-08, she's asking. 16, I've got her in my ear. Here, yeah, so, yeah, 16-08, no question about it. Yeah. But if you're like me, you really get impatient. And as you get into March, you say, I want to put it on my yard right now. But your yard in March is not going to be completely out of dormancy. All the experts, and for what it's worth, will tell you to wait. Wait uh, maybe into April before you put the fertilizer on the yard. It probably won't hurt the yard if you did it today, but it's going to be, it's not going to work because the grass is dormant. It's not going to utilize the fertilizer to do what you want it to do. It's green it up and 
make it grow and all of that. So wait. Wait until April. Some of the experts even say May. I can't wait that long. So I would probably wait to get into April and, and do it then. Now, when I say 1608, there are a lot of um, variations on that. You may find one that's 2244. That's just an example. You want that first number, obviously, to be the, um, the bigger number. You don't really care about the middle number because that's uh, the phosphate. We don't have a problem with that in our area. And the last one is potash, which helps with the root, root growth. So you want the number to be the first number to be the biggest number. But I would certainly wait a, a little. I'd wait a little bit. Well, I'd wait till we get it probably into April before I did it. But be sure. One last thing, Jake, this is important. Nowadays, that fertilizer is expensive. It is amazing how much more it costs than it did years ago. But you still need to buy quality fertilizer. You want a good granular. You really do. You want all those minor elements. You want the slow release. You want all of that. And then I would put it in my cyclone spreader. Or what I like to use, my yard's a little smaller than most. Um, I use a little hand seeder and dip it out of the bag and walk the yard with that hand seeder to put it out. And if it gets in the shrubbery in April, perfect. Let it go. That's, mm-hmm. that's good. Last thing, Jake, and this is so important. Okay. What under? Well, I shouldn't say that. I, I don't set the rules. But under no circumstances, if you can, do not use a weed and feed. The weed, the weed part of the weed and feed is, is in many cases, is atrazine, which you need to put on right now. But it's got generally 20% plus nitrogen, which you don't need right now. So you need to do the pre-emergence first, then come back and do the 1608 a little later in the spring. All right, Judy, thank you so much for thank calling in today. Thank you, Judy. That's a great we, question. Very get, timely. Thank yeah, we've you. We've got to get to another commercial break. Another great sponsor, Pensacola Hardware, coming up. Uh, we will have a commercial break. We'll be right back. Get your questions in, 437-1620. It's The Garden Line with Mike Wiggins. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Mansfield Coe from Pensacola Hardware. We are your best local and regional resource for industrial construction and hardware supplies. Daily, we meet the needs of Pensacola's construction companies, providing superb knowledge and co-compliant products. We specialize in concrete and masonry tools, fall protection products, and tools and supplies for the HVAC, mechanical plumbing, electrical, and glass trades. Give us the opportunity to show you why we are Pensacola's oldest and best hardware and construction supply company. Pensacola Hardware, 20 East Gregory Street, downtown. Do you find yourself stuck in a timeshare? Get the real facts about the timeshare industry and your options for cancellation. Chuck McDowell, founder of Wesley Financial Group, has put together a free information guide that reveals the secrets the timeshare industry doesn't want you to know, including the five ways to get rid of your timeshare. Call now and get this timeshare information guide absolutely free. Call 800-919-3200. That's 800-919-3200. 800-919-3200. You took the first step and quit smoking, but even former smokers may still be at risk for lung cancer. That's why SaveByTheScan.org wants you to know about a new low-dose CT scan that can detect lung cancer early. It takes only 60 seconds and could save your life. You took the first step, now take the next. Visit SaveByTheScan.org for a simple quiz to see if you're eligible and talk to your doctor about screening. SaveByTheScan.org is brought to you by the American Lung Association's Lung Force Initiative and the Ad Council. Wrap up your day with all of the national, state, local sports and entertainment news with Pensacola right now with Joe and Austin on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. It's the Pensacola Expert Panel, Garden Line with Mike Wiggins. Get your questions in before we run out of time today. 437-1620. Who was that? Uh, let's see here. Let me get back to my list. You that, play some of the greatest music, Jake. That's Les Brown and that's his Duke Band Blue of Devils. Renown. Les Brown and the Band, and of, band Renown. of Renown. Yep, the Blue, Duke Blue Devils. So, yeah. How did I, how did I remember that? I, I don't know. I don't you weren't even what, born. I don't remember what I had for breakfast. <laughs> 
<laughs> right? Um, all right. So um, we, we got a question we're going to get to now, uh, but the text that came in right before that, Catherine wanted to let oh, us Catherine, know. Catherine, good morning to you. Yes. Uh, Sunday, February 25th, the Pensacola Camellia Club will welcome the public to the UWF Camellia Garden, providing air layering and pruning demonstrations, and have, they will have plants available for sale starting at noon, and they, that goes till 4. So thank you. February 25th, Sunday, the Pensacola Camellia Club. That is great. I hope people can make it out there. Did you read in the paper the article about the um, the areas, the hiking trails and such as that um, at the University of, of West oh, Florida? Yes. With yeah, the, they were with on the, the show talking the, about with it. With the alligators and, yes. and the, all the animals out there. Fascinating. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Fascinating stuff. Yeah, you can take yeah. a guided tour. It's, it's exactly. great. Yeah. yeah. And, Catherine, thanks for bringing up the subject of the air layering. We don't have time to get into that today, but when we have um, – buzz and skip on in the fall Mm. we need to talk a little bit about air layering it's a great way to propagate um your plants insofar as so you can get more plants out of the plants that you've got and it's not hard to do and it's kind of fun um so um, we'll talk about that but they will tell you how to do air layering um at this camellia club meeting out in west florida so and if you've never seen the camellia garden out there it's worth the trip it really is um, they work very, very hard at that. So, Catherine, thanks. Um, sounds good. All right. Uh, quick question here. Where can I have a soil sample tested? I'm going to give you two places to go. Okay. Um, number one, um, Werner Turf on Creighton Road, which is probably one of the largest retail sod dealers in our area. I, I can't verify that, but um, I, I think that's probably true. Um, have a program called a soil kit which you have to pay for it but you give them the sample you send it off then they send back the results and jake it tells you everything you ever wanted to know about your soil on um, what fertilizers to use that type of thing nice so that's a soil kit at werner turf Second is um talk to the folks at the escambia county extension service mm-hmm. i think they still have um, a service where it's, I think they have a little bag that's printed up. It's where you put your sample in, you send it off. Um, I want to say to Quincy, if I'm not mistaken. I may be wrong. And it comes back with an analysis of your soil. <clears throat> what I think one of the most important things in a soil sample is this. That is whether you need a lime or not. We talked a minute ago about the 1608, mm-hmm. almost Every analysis I've seen come back from the state recommends that fertilizer for centipede and St. Augustine grass in Pensacola. Mm. But if you've got centipede grass, you really don't need to know what the lime is in it because you know, I mean, what, whether you need lime or not, Mm. because centipede likes kind of an acid soil, and that's what we have here in Pensacola. But if you've got St. Augustine, that's where you need a soil test to tell you whether you need lime or not. What does it, the lime do for the grass? Okay, here's what happens. If you have a lack of iron, what it does, it inhibits the grass from taking up the nutrients insofar as, in, of course, developing into good growth. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other side of the coin is the same thing. If you put the lime on there, it'll kind of unlock the system. That's very unscientific on my part. But it kind of unlocks the system. It's very important. Okay. A lot of people will use lime um, once a year. Mm-hmm. I have good customers who will do it every two to three years. So a lot of the lawn services do it every couple of years on St. Augustine grass. But you just don't need the lime on centipede. But that's what your soil test will give you. It'll okay. give you a number. Okay. And the magic number is kind of six. If you're above six, um, you're pretty good. You're below six. You probably need iron. But All right. In any event, that's that's the deal on the soil test. Real quick before commercial break, yeah. uh, coffee grounds is that a myth or fact for uh, flowers and lawn care? A lot of people do that. Yeah. A lot of people do that. So I I will say it's kind of an urban legend that that works, but I have a lot of people I think will swear by it. 
All right. And uh, somebody just texted in, just wanted to let us know they have come across the best herbicide to get rid of Creeping Charlie and Dollarweed. It's called T-Zone SE Herbicide. They've used it for a few years, and it will not harm the grass whatsoever. You have to keep your pets off the lawn for two days, 48 hours. Uh, I believe some golf courses use this. It only takes about seven days, and all the Creeping Charlie uh, are gone and never harming the grass. Weird, but very effective. Called Mm. T-Zone. T-Zone SE. I'm not familiar with T-Zone. Yes. I would love to know, and I'll check on that because that's interesting. All right. What the the active ingredient is. Right. Is it atrazine? Is it something Mm. else? I would like to know. All right. We'll see. Thank you for your text. Get them in before we're just, we just got a few moments left. We're going to get one more commercial break and we'll be right back with more Garden Line with Mike Wiggins here on News Radio 923, informative, local, dependable. You love your car or truck, right? We love it too. This is Mike Ryan and Mike Ryan's Truck and Auto Accessories. For a cooler summer and protections from harmful UV rays, we'll tint the windows. For safety and security, we have alarms, backup cameras, and dash cams. And for the most beautiful vehicle on the block, our full detailing service will make it look brand new. We have so many custom accessories, it's impossible to list them all here. So come see us at Mike Ryan's Truck and Auto Accessories on Industrial Boulevard at W Street, just north of Marcus Point Baptist Church. Elena had another asthma attack. She's really sad to miss school again. Asthma can be triggered by allergens from common pests. (coughs) I just can't shake this fever. Mosquito bites can cause West Nile and Zika virus infections. Sorry, boss. I'm going to be out of work for a while. The CDC estimates that more than 300,000 Lyme disease cases spread by ticks occur in the U.S. each year. Don't let pests force you to take a sick day. Learn how to protect your family at pestworld.org. A public service message from the National Pest Management Association and the CDC. The life of every child is precious. If you care for a child or teenager with a disability and have limited income and resources, they may qualify for monthly cash payments through the Supplemental Security Income Program, or SSI. Call Social Security at 1-800-772-1213 or visit ssa.gov slash ssikids to learn more. That's ssa.gov slash ssikids. Message produced by Social Security at U.S. taxpayer expense. Here are the News Radio 92.3 AM 1620 contest rules. You can win one prize per household per contest in any 30-day period, unless specified by individual contest rules. All prizes on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620 are non-transferable, non-redeemable for cash, or exchangeable for any other prize. News Radio 92.3 AM 1620 prizes must be redeemed within a 30-day period of winning. For a complete list of rules, visit NewsRadio92.3.com. It's News Radio Pensacola on 92.3, 95.3, AM 1620, the website, the app, or your smart device. It's news on your terms. Oh, how the time goes by quickly. It's the News Radio 92.3, Pensacola Expert Panel. Garden Line with Mike Wiggins. Thank you for your calls and texts today. We have the greatest listeners. We, we really do. We Jake. really do. And, and maybe a couple of lessons, not lessons, but a couple of things to take away from the show today is um, pre-emergence. It's time to do it. Um, delay will mean the weeds have come up, and that makes it a little bit late. Also, the soil test, I think that's really important. If you have St. Augustine grass and you've never, ever put lime on it, um, you might want to get a soil test and see what the story is, see if it's time yeah. to do that. So one last thing, never do liming and fertilizing within two weeks of each other. They tie each other up. So anyway, just a little note there. All right. Okay, but this has been fun, Jake. Thanks. Thanks for all our listeners. We had a great number of texts and calls today, and I can't tell you how much we appreciate it. Thank, Thank you, you Mike. You're listening to News Radio 92.3. WNRP Golf Breeze, Milton, Pensacola.